Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. That's right, everyone. Welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. My name is Blake Mosley, also known as Brosley. Uh, today, I am joined uh, by James Cox. Uh, hey. James Cox, how are you, sir? Pretty good. Awesome, man. I've had a good okay. week. Good week. Okay, good. Week. good. Yeah, because I'm, I, I, I'm expecting a very important package tomorrow. I'm not. Okay. okay, so with me is I ordered a lot of stuff way back when, you know, during the during during the pandemic right yeah so i'm not sure what's coming in is either gonna be a <laughs> a vinyl record or um the the devil wars prada stuff you know that you could order Ooh. from the light from the live stream mm-hmm. so i don't know i ordered uh, two hats from the from the live stream two vinyl records so i don't know yeah you know you got a whole Christmas order coming in. <laughs> I do. Christmas. I do. We're we're halfway to Christmas, and, like, and and you're getting started early. I get it. Hey man, that's I, cool. I love Christmas time, and I, th- I, I and I think that we have something special for for our listeners during Christmas week. So that yeah, would be great. Can't wait you for know? Christmas. Yeah, yeah Christmas is going to be fun. Um, yeah. Christmas and Halloween. Um, I'm gathering some ideas for Halloween already. Uh, yeah. We're at the halfway mark for that as well. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've had a great week. Um, I haven't. Oh no! <laughs> what happened, man? I, just, I decided earlier this week. Um, I was like, "All right, I am putting on a little more weight than I wanted to. I'm ready to chop off maybe about ten, fifteen pounds. Ten pounds would be great. Fifteen would be even better. Um, and I know I can do it. I've done it before in the past. I just get, it's just something I need to commit and stick with. And uh, so the beginning of this week, I was like, "All right." I'm a coffee drinker. I, I'm I'm I love coffee. I love coffee with creamer. I, I don't add extra sugar into my coffee because I'm like, there's enough sugar in there already. I really don't need any more. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna start drinking my coffee black and I'm just gonna cut out sweets altogether. I'm gonna try to limit my sugar intake and uh, just see where that gets me. So all this week I've really cut back. I've tried to eat a little bit cleaner. Um been drinking black coffee. I also realized I have a caffeine addiction so i'm trying to cut back on my coffee intake my uh um energy drinks and things like that yeah um and it has been hell this week because i have had killer headaches from uh caffeine withdrawals uh with sugar with and i hadn't even cut it out altogether it's just i've consumed so much sugar and caffeine over the past probably two years and uh okay since i've been kind of putting on weight it's just been rough <laughs> it's been a rough rough week for you Ugh. uh two things like that come to my mind automatically right so yeah. you said you drink coffee have you tried uh zero sugar creamer because i do make it i have i know and i does that work for you i i like it um back when i was really dieting and losing uh I may not have told the story on this podcast before, but I used to be almost 300 pounds. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I was a big lad (laughs) and, uh, I was having some heart complications. And so I was like, I need to do something. And so about five or six years ago, 
maybe longer than that. Wow, I can't remember. Yeah, been about seven, seven or eight years ago now at this point, actually. Um, I started working out, running, and uh, just eating better and stuff, and I lost like 90 pounds in six months. So I was, you know, really happy with that. Uh, I lost almost a whole, like, human. Uh, right. <laughs> um, Which is always so a good thing, I, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I was really proud of myself for doing that. I knew it was something that, uh, it, I was like, man, I, I can do it if I could just, if, if I can just stick to it. Um, so I did a lot of sugar-free creamers and things like that. Um, but then I started to hear some things about like sweeteners, like stevia and, uh, things like that, you know, people put in their coffee or tea right. or whatever. And I heard that that stuff is really not good for you either. And you might yeah. as well drink stuff with sugar in it. So whenever I started dating Allie, um, shortly before we got engaged, we did a Whole30 diet. Um, and uh, it's a very strict, like, month-long thing. Uh, 30 days, like a detox type of thing. Right. And th it was no sugar. You couldn't even have sweeteners. So you had to read the label of literally everything that you ate. If it had... Even if it said zero sugar, but it said like dextrose or anything like that, anything that ended with a trose, right. it was some type of sweetener and oh. you could not have it. Yeah. So, Damn, I, um, I've been, I learned, a, I've been working on these bang energy yeah. drinks, and I guess that's now, that has some kind of thing too. Now, those it. I can't resist. I love bang, I love rains, I love rain zero, is good too. Rain is a good product, know, carb, yeah. zero sugar monsters. Like, I if I'm going to yeah. have something that has those, that's what I go to. But that's my energy drinks that I need to get myself off of. So uh, but I've had the worst like fatigue and headaches and just, uh, I came home for lunch today. I sat on this couch right back here and I, uh, I felt like my skin molded to the couch yeah. and I couldn't get up Oh no! <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was rough. I, I caved and I had another cup of coffee. Um, tonight I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking tea. And um, and so, your Misfits cup, mind you. And my Misfits mug. Yes, yeah. that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Oh, there yeah, we go. There okay. We go. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, we, me and Rosalie here has been talking about working with the company for about two weeks. So if yeah, it pans out, like you know, maybe we can get you on that regiment. You know, it's a it's a mountain water. Um, we're not going to tell the yeah. listeners which company it is yet. You know, yeah, not until um, things are finalized, right? Yeah, we need to work it out and and see if they want to work with us. But water is good. We for have the to waters. be professional about this whole thing. I mean, right? I geez. Mean, come on now, we can't. You don't half-ass it. You know, so <laughs> yeah, don't half-ass anything. Whole-ass everything. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? yes. Right? Right? Isn't that right? Right. Not but, how the saying goes. But <laughs> on our on our ninety fourth episode, we're on our ninety fifth episode right now. On yes, our 94, 94th episode, we talked to Mr. Kyle from mm -hmm. Lydia Can't Breathe, the rock band. Mm -hmm. How awesome was that, you know? I mean, that was so much a, fun. Yeah. Nice, um, and to learn a, the origins of their band name yeah. uh, stemmed from them uh, just uh, watching Beetlejuice. And watching Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a nice guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, pause this one, go listen to that one. Give us a yep. review, and if you can't like it, you know, five stars, and then come back to this one, because we're doing Cover Wars on a song that I loved my whole heart during the 90s, and I know you have yes, to. The song is Black Hole Sun from Soundgarden. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, man. Um, Black Hole Sun is a song by the American rock band Soundgarden, uh, written by frontman Chris Cornell. The song was released in 1994 as the third single from the band's fourth studio album, Super Unknown. Uh, such an incredible, incredible album. Um, Spoon Man is also another great song yes. from, from that one. Um, it is one of the band's most popular and recognizable songs. Uh, the song topped the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks uh, chart, where it spent a total of seven weeks at number one. Despite peaking at number two on the Billboard Modern Rock Charts, uh, excuse me, Modern, modern Rock Tracks, charts man that's hard to say i know right uh black hole sun <laughs> black hole sun finished as the number one track of 1994 for that listing uh worldwide the single reached the top 10 in australia canada france ireland and iceland where it reached number one mm. man yeah so in 2014 cordell explained the the song's origins to uncut magazine he says I wrote it in my head driving home from Bear Creek Studio in in uh, Woodenville, a 30, a 35-40 minute drive from Seattle. It's right from something a news anchor said on TV, and I heard wrong. I heard blah, 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 black hole, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> <laughs> that I wouldn't make an amazing song title. But... Would anybody like it? You know, what would it sound like also? It all came together pretty much the whole arrangement, including the guitar solo that played beneath the riff. I spent a lot of time sp uh, spinning those melodies in my head so I wouldn't forget them. I got home and whistled it into a dictaphone. Dictaphone. Yeah, have you, ever, have you ever seen a dictaphone? I have not. They're cool. Um, So... Brian actually has one, my brother-in-law, uh, that I do not religious with. Uh, he he has a dictaphone that he got with his schooling stuff um, for a sound engineering thing. And we used it when we went to Texas uh, back in 2019 and recorded an episode in a hotel room oh, wow. um, with that. And uh, I was I used to play music with a guy that had one um, that we just set in the middle of the room. Um, no mics on the amps or on the guitars or anything we just played and that thing picked up everything just so great nice uh i guess it's, it's, like uh, a, it's a neat little tool i guess it's like a walkie-talkie with a microphone on it yeah it looks it looks like a little remote or like a walkie-talkie or something and it's got like two little microphones that are kind of oh, pointed inwards I, like that I, I, yeah i have seen those yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're all awesome. pretty neat sell them on amazon for like 300 bucks. They're, they're really, really good. You know, they're, you're tiny, but they are expensive. They are professional quality. <laughs> though. So, you know, yes, you, you, high quality. You pay for product. what you get. Yeah. So, so he says that the next day I brought it into the real world, assigning a couple of key changes in the verse to make it, to make the melodies more interesting. Then I wrote the lyrics and it was similar, a stream of consciousness based on the feeling I got from the chorus and title. So that was Damn. awesome. He just, yeah, he just uh, got it from uh, from a news anchor, you know, watching the news one day, and boop, here comes look like the biggest hit of their, one of the biggest hits of their whole catalog, you know. Yeah, it's amazing how that works. Yeah, um, Cornell said that he wrote the song in about fifteen minutes. Uh, he used a Gretsch guitar to write the song and commented, uh, "Quote: I wrote the song thinking the band wouldn't like it. Then it became the biggest hit of the summer." 
this is such a common theme we see with a lot of bands that their breakout single or like one of the biggest songs of their career was something that almost ended up on the cutting room floor. They just, yeah. it, they either presented it to the band and the rest of the band was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling that. Yeah. Um, or they have their own doubts about it. Like he did. He, he didn't even know if they were all going to like it. And right. it, it was different from their sound. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. For, for sure. Um, but I think that's what helped it kind of break into the mainstream for sure. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So he said, uh, Cor- uh, excuse, excuse me. Cornell came up with the song while using a Leslie speaker. Um, guitarist Kim Thile. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that name, that, that last correct, name. Yeah. This that, far. Kim, that is correct. Um, that is correct. Okay, and, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, he said that the, the Leslie model 16 speaker was perfect for the song as it was quote, it's very Beatlesque and has a distinctive sound. Um, it ended up changing the song completely. And it does have a, that intro was so haunting. Right and yes. creepy, but it's beautiful all at the same time. It, it works. Um, Thale said, that, "Yeah, what was that?" Sorry, I said that 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 intro works for that song totally. Oh, and you know what it is? As soon as you hear the first chord, you know. Yeah. Um. So Thale said that the song quote wasn't safe as milk, but it wasn't glass in someone's eye either. It was the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. Um. Now it is the dream on of our set. Uh, the song was performed in a slightly sharp drop D tuning, uh, similar to the tuning used on the band's first single, Hunted Down. Uh, drummer Matt Cameron, who also plays with Pearl Jam, by the way, right. um, called the song a huge departure. Credit is due to Michael Beinhorn and Brendan O'Brien, uh, producer and recording engineer, respectively. So, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not due to, uh, well, this is having to do something with Soundgarden. So Soundgarden and Pearl Jam came together to form Temple of the Dog, right? Temple of the Dog, yes. Okay, so it was Cornell, the drummer from from Soundgarden, and uh, Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder. And, and, and 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 one more guy from Pearl Jam, or was it just I Eddie think It was the bassist from Pearl Jam, the I one that wears a hat, name. right? With the big hat, the yeah. big floppy hat. Yeah, right. I believe okay. it was him. I'm okay. not certain. I'm I pretty sure but i'm not 100 percent certain on that okay cool that's awesome that two bands can come together and perform another oh, yeah. another great man hunger but strike it, is a an amazing song yeah yeah yep. so regarding the song lyrics cornell uh stated it's just it's sort of just a surreal dreamscape a weird play with the title kind of song he also said that lyrically it's probably the closest to me just playing with the words for words, for words sake of anything I've written. I guess it worked for a lot of people who heard it, but have no idea how you'd begin to take, to take it literally. Another, uh, in another interview, um, he elaborated further stating, it's funny because hits are usually sort of uh, congruent. Uh, sort of an in, indefinable lyric idea, and that song pretty much had none. The chorus lyric is kind of a, a beautiful and easy to remember. Other than that, I sure didn't have an understanding of after of what it is after I wrote it. Uh, it just sucked in uh, in writing music, and I was painting the picture with the lyrics. There was no real idea to get across. Uh, 
So commenting uh, upon how the song was misinterpreted as being positive, Cornell said, no one seems to get this, but Black Hole Sun is, is, is sad. But because the melody is, is really pretty, everyone thinks it's almost tipper with its ridiculousness. Uh, <laughs> when asked about the line, times are gone for, for honest men, Cornell said, it's really difficult for a person to create their own life and their own freedom. It's going to become more, more and more difficult, and it's going to create more and more disillusioned people who became booths, who, who become dishonest and angry and are willing to F around uh, to the next guy to get what they want. There is so much stepping on the backs of other people in our profession We've been so lucky that we have we never had to do that. Part of it was because of our own tendency, and part of it was because we were so lucky. Yeah. So. Yeah, it it is a haunting, beautiful, depressing song. But uh, you, know, my mom loves it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Congrats to yeah. mom. Yeah, your mom's awesome yep. for that. She yeah. was. She was. We were both kind of late to this one, though. Um. I didn't even really discover. I think we talked about it on our grunge episode. We talked about Soundgarden and I was really late to the game on Soundgarden because I wasn't even aware that they were one of the biggest grunge bands uh, of the time uh, up oh, yeah. until probably 2004, whenever Stevens and title rock show uh, introduced me to, to them. They always kind of closed out their shows with like nineties music videos. Right. Um, and that was, this was the first Soundgarden song I ever heard. And I just fell in love from the get go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about the critical reception real quick. Black hole sun was released in the summer of 1994 and became the most successful song from super unknown, uh, on the American rock charts and arguably the band's most recognizable and popular song. It appeared on Billboard Magazine's Hot 100 Airplay chart, reaching the top 30. The following week, it debuted at the top, uh, excuse me, on the top 40 mainstream, where it peaked at number nine in its eighth uh, week and remained on the chart until its 20th week. The song peaked at number one on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks chart. I said it right that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. Mm. The song spent a total of seven weeks at number one on the mainstream rock chart. And then at the 1995 Grammy Awards, Black Hole Sun received the award for Best Hard Rock Performance and received a nomination for Best Rock Song. Outside the United States, the single was released in Australia, France, Germany, and the United Kingdom. In Canada, the song received the reached the top 10 on the Canadian singles chart. They're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it remained in the top 10 for three weeks and became the band's highest charted song in Canada. Black Hole Sun reached the UK Top 20 and was the last single from the album which charted in the UK Top 20. The song remains the band's highest charting single in the United uh, excuse me the United Kingdom to date. Black Hole Sun debuted at number 10 in Australia but quickly descended the chart. Uh, however, widespread airplay and promotional and, and, and a uh, promotional visit um, to Australia stimulated a resurgence of interest in Super Unknown. Black Hole Sun would would peak at number six on the Australian singles chart. Black Hole Sun reached the top thirty in Germany, the um, excuse me in Germany, the Netherlands, uh, and New Zealand, and was a top ten success in Australia, France, and Ireland. 
It topped the Icelandic single chart for a week and was a moderate top 20 success in Sweden. The single has sold over uh, 3 million copies worldwide. Greg Prado of All Music called the music, or excuse me, called the song one of the few bright spots of the summer of 1994 um, when, quote, the world was still reeling from Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain's suicide uh, the previous April. Suicide. Um, Air quotes. Sorry. Major, air, um, major, major, major air quotes. Major air quotes. Go back to our twenty-seven club episode if you, you want to learn more about that. Yeah. Um. He said the he said quote the song had a psychedelic edge to it, especially evident in the verses guitar parts. Um. As the composition shifted between um sedate uh, excuse me um yeah sedate uh melodicism and gargantuan guitar riffs. The lyrics were classic Chris Cornell lines didn't really make sense. On paper, but it did within the song. Um, John Perellis of the New of the New York Times said that uh, quote the Beatles techniques, which was the the fuzz toned low chords, uh, legato lead guitar hooks, and lumpy Ringo Starr style drumming, um, are linked to Lennon style melody in Black Hole Sun. That's a that's a good way to describe it. I never really thought about that before. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sure Chris Cornell took that as a huge compliment too. Oh, yeah. He was a big yeah. Beatles man. Yeah. Um, JD uh, Considine of uh, Rolling Stone stated, uh, "Quote with, uh, excuse me, with its yearning Lennon-esque melody and watery Harrison-style guitar, Black Hole Sun is a wonderful exercise in Beatlesisms." Trouble is, it's not a very good song. Oh, no. Offering more, <laughs> offering more in the way of mood and atmosphere than mel- uh, melodic direction. Uh, and Powers of Blender proclaimed that Chris Corn, excuse me, uh, that quote Cornell's fixation with the Beatles pays off with the hit single "Black Hole Sun." Mm-hmm. The solo, we got to talk about the solo for a minute. The solo for "Black Hole Sun" performed by Thile. Um, was ranked number 63 on Guitar World Guitar World's lists of the 100 greatest guitar solos, and number 56 on Total Guitar's list of the 100 hottest guitar solos. The hmm. song was included on VH1's countdown of the 100 greatest songs of the 90s at number 25. I remember watching that um, back when VH1 was more relevant and yes. they actually showed things like this. All right. Um, and then it also in- was included on the VH1 countdown of the 100 greatest hard rock songs at number 77. Hmm. Um, according to Nielsen's music, uh, ne- excuse me, Nielsen Music's year-end report for 2019, Black Hole Sun was the ninth most played song of the decade Man. on mainstream radio, uh, mainstream rock radio, that is, with 125,000 spins. All of the songs in the top 10 were from the 90s. Hmm. So Good era for music. If that was, a, what, what was it, the ninth song, I wonder what was the first. More likely Nevada, kind of. I don't know. Probably, it yeah. was probably a Nirvana song. I'd have to yeah. say it probably smells like Teen Spirit. Yes, because that was huge, dude. Yeah. Um, probably. I, uh, air Supply, for, for people who who wasn't, who'd, uh, who don't know who Air Supply is, check out their back catalog. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they said that Nirvana killed their career. Just ended <laughs> right there. And like, yeah, well, I mean, he's Nirvana got a point. killed a lot of people's yeah. careers. Yeah. But, uh, they led the charge with the grunge movement and destroyed anything right. that had to do with the 80s. Yeah. So no it's sad. So, uh, well, let's talk about the. Uh, do, do you want to talk about the music video now? 
Absolutely, yeah. The, right. I mean, iconic. I mean, that was my introduction to this whole band Dude, was the freaking music this, video. Yeah. This music video was so, like, scary, eerie, Rippy, man. weird, it is trippy, weird, and, like, beautiful at the same time. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the surreal and apocalyptic video, um, music video for Black Hole Sun was directed by British video director Howard Greenhall. Uh, produced by Megan Hollister for Why Not Films. Um, shot by the Ivan, shot by Ivan Bartos, and featured uh, post-production work by Five Two Five Post Production, which is from Hollywood, California, and Soho Six Hundred One FX, which is in London. Uh, the video uh, follows a suburban neighborhood and its vain inhabitants with, with comically. Exaggerated grins, which is very, very freaky. That freaking me out. Yeah, so like hard. the Joker. Yeah. Um, which eventually uh, swallowed up when the sun suddenly turns into a black hole. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> black holes are nothing to mess around with, man. Inappropriate. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so while the band performs a song somewhere in open field, in the video, Cornell can be seen wearing a fork necklace given to him by Shannon Hoon of Blind Melon, which is all, uh, another great, great band. Yeah. Um, so, but in an online chat, the band, the band stated that the video was entirely the, the director's idea and mm -hmm. added, our take on it was at that point in making videos, we just wanted to pretend and to play and not look excited about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus. Um, yeah. Fowl said that the video was one of the few Sound Guardians videos that, w that that the band was satisfied with. Which is odd, you know? Because it should be satisfied yeah, with um, everything. Yeah, I, especially Spoon Man's a great video, too. Oh, cool. Um song. It's not as weird. Yeah, it's a great song, great music video. And it's, it's not as weird as this one. But I find it hilarious that they were like, Look, you can do whatever you want. We just want to stand there. I mean, it was 90s, early yeah. 90s grunge. Like, we just want to sit there and look like we're miserable. <laughs> I guess that was a grunge. The, the, like, that was the grunge thing to do. Well, see, in, in, uh, in the Nirvana, like Team Spirit, they weren't as happy as, you know, they're more, I guess the grunge is like like a downtone of, you know, what, what you really yeah. feel, you know. Couldn't even tell what they looked like. No. Their hair was all in their <laughs> face. Just. Why this? Why <laughs> That's why it's up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, the video was released on June '94. Uh, after mm. several weeks of airplay on MTV, uh, the second version of the video was uh, substituted, containing more elaborate visual effects than the original, including the addition of computer-generated black hole. Uh, they uh, pulled a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the music video for Black Hole Sun became a hit on MTV and received the award for Best Metal slash Hard Rock Video at the 94 MTV Music Video Awards. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, great song, great music video, great band, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Yes. Um, and uh, what, a, what a beautiful soul. Um, I'm very thankful for all the music that he gave us uh, while he was here on this earth. Um, Black Hole Sun is just one of the many examples of his incredible songwriting skills. Um, and uh, song was very influential very to my, so. um, yeah. my branching out of music 
taste. Right. Um, but uh, we're this is Cover Wars. We got to talk about these covers, man. Um, this this first band we're going to talk about that uh, paid homage to Chris Cornell, the Acacia Strain. Mm. Um, a, a, a great, just uh, we talked about Traders last time for five minutes alone. Right. Um, and it's just you know Traders is just kind of in your face, beat down. Can uh, I deathcore? Can I say something first? Yes. So without Soundgarden, uh, Nirvana. Alice, Alice in Chains, all these great, mm-hmm. all these great genres in uh, in grunge music, there would never yeah. be metalcore, you know. No. And mm-hmm. I think that 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 uh, grunge music spawned a new era of great great music, just like yeah. the band we're going to talk about today, and and the band we're going to talk about next, you know. Yeah. So there, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so the uh, the Acacia Strain is a an American metalcore band from uh, oh, excuse me, originally from Chicopee, Massachusetts. Um, they're mass holes, uh, and uh, the Acacia Strain's music has been primarily described as deathcore um, and metalcore, and has been noted to include heavy influences of sludge, doom metal, and death metal, along with some punk rock style aesthetic and sensibilities. All music uh, characterizes the band's musical style as, quote, uh, utilizing a bone-crushing rhythm section, apocalyptic samples, and a unique triple guitar assault to deliver their signature blend of hardcore punk, um, noise, death metal, and doom metal. Um, The site's review of Wormwood, which is, oh my God, it's such a great album, Um, top to bottom, even Allie likes one of the songs off off of wow. Wormwood. Wow. Um, it's a song called Tactical Nuke that's nothing but the same breakdown for about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and no no singing, screaming, or anything. It's just the band doing the same breakdown. Wow. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the so the site's review of their Wormwood album uh, elaborates on the band sound as, quote, uh, an inelegant and unstoppable juggernaut fueled by memories of the unchecked aggression unleashed on the world by the likes of Sepultura and Pantera. Um, the Acacia Strain is currently signed to Rise Records. In total, the group has released 10 full-length albums. Their cover of Black Hole Sun appears on the compilation EP The Depression Sessions, which features music from um, Thy Art is Murder, uh, um, I forgot who else was on there. Fit yeah. for an autopsy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, some good stuff on there. Um, and uh, came out in, two, in 2016. So James, if you're ready, let's take a listen to their cover of Black Hole Sun. All righty. And here we go.
it is. Um, as a drummer and playing this song just with my headphones on, uh, anytime it would come up on shuffle, uh, I just remember thinking this song is so long and <laughs> and it is so slow. Like it's a great song to listen to. I don't care to play it on drums just be- until they get to the part, the, I guess it's like a weird bridge type of part where it's, uh, there's, it's the solo, the, the guitar solo, um, that whole, uh, the transition into that is just the drums kind of change up a little bit and you kind of get more freedom to kind of throw a groove, a groove in there or something. But the rest of the song is just like, do, do, da, do, 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 da, do, do, yeah. do, you know? And you're yeah. just like, come on, let's, uh, <laughs> let's pick <laughs> let's it up there. now. Yeah, let's pick it yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So with me, I know now what sludge, Metal is yeah, and do yeah. metal. That, that, yeah, that was yeah. that was not my cup of tea. Only because yeah. it's, it's it's slow, and that song needs to be picked up more. Just just like you said, um, yeah. And I do, and I did go to Sam Club and bought some, buy, and I did buy some paper towels. I'm glad I did, because when the when the singer started singing, yeah. Okay, backtrack. I haven't heard of these guys until now. So when the, okay. when the singer started sing, I was taking a drink of my bang and I almost yeah. dropped it like like on the ground. I was like, "No, dude, what the? What is this voice coming out of my head?" You know, yep. it was so, so different. You know, it's so different that. Yeah. But I but I do respect the band for 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 giving us this this cover. You know, I I I, yeah. I, I respect any band, you know, that that produces music. Um, yeah, but this is, this wasn't for me. Only the sheer fact that it's so so slow and needs to pick be picked up, you know. Yeah. So, not my favorite um, one, but I do like I said, I do respect them to the fullest extent. Yeah, I I love the Acacia Strain. Um, kind of like Traders. Uh, I like his. He's got a very distinctive, uh, or a, a very distinct voice. Excuse me, and then you can hear them playing, and you know who it is. Now they've changed band members over the years, so I don't know if yeah. it's like you know if it's one person in particular. I think the singer and the drummer may be the only original members left. I don't know if it's something to do with the combination of those two that just keeps running off all their band members, but it seems like they rotate <laughs> band members like crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, the lead singer's name is Vincent, and he is—I uh, I love his vocals um, because you can understand what he's saying, right? And, and which I could kind of. Ill- yeah, and he can it where a lot of times in deathcore or any type of metalcore, it's very hard to understand what he's saying, kind of like uh, what they're saying corpse. while they're screaming, right? Right. So yeah. Cannibal Corpse, yeah, a good example yeah. of that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I love the Casey Strain. Uh, I just uh, I agree this cover is is not their best cover. Right. Um, now they do a wonderful cover of War Pigs by right. Black Sabbath. Um, listen, go listen to that. That's great. Um, but, uh, moving on from the Casey strain, we're going to talk about Brandy Carlisle real quick. Brandy Marie Carlisle born June 1st, 1981 is an American multi, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. An American multi Grammy award winning sing- singer songwriter and producer, um, whose music spans, uh, many genres 
As of 2020, Carlisle has released six studio albums and earned 11 Grammy Award nominations, including one for The Firewatcher's Daughter, um, six for By the Way I Forgive You, and three for her work as a producer and songwriter on Tanya, Tucker, Tanya Tucker's 2019 album, While I'm Living. Wow. Um, she was the most nominated woman at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, and uh, including uh, si- she got six uh, um at the 61st annual Grammy awards, by the way, including nominations for album of the year in 2019, Carlisle formed an all female quartet. This is cool with Amanda Shires, uh, uh, Marin Morris and Natalie Hemby called the high women. Mm. Uh, you remember the highway men that, uh, Johnny cash and Willie Nelson and all them did. Yeah. Um, they released, uh, so they were the high women. Okay. Um, they released their debut album, The High Women, in 2019 to uh, critical and commercial acclaim. Nice. Um, her cover of Black Hole Sun was released as a single in uh, 2021, and you can find it on Spotify now or YouTube like we just did. Right. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this sounds very familiar. I just want to make get it out of the way. Uh, this is the Carlisle that did Call Me Maybe, right? No, that? this is not. This is not her. Okay. Um, if, if, yeah, this is a if, different. I guess that's a completely different name, right? Because I'm yeah, I'm um, getting confused or something. I'm not yeah, sure. that is Carly Ray Jepsen. Okay, so yeah, boom, yeah. okay, yeah. So <laughs> my my music catalog is very vast and it's confusing. Yeah, so it's all locked up in here. But that's all good. All good. Uh, okay, so this is Brandy Carlisle, and this is Black Hole Sun.
Hang my head, drown my fear, till you all just disappear. Shit, that's way better than the Acadia Strain for a few reasons. One, I love love the way that the guitar player played that. That's perfect, right? Oh yeah, the backing band for for the Brandy Carlisle one yeah. did a great job. Yeah, no doubt. And I love um, how true she was to the to the original song. It sounded like she yeah. was more true to it than the Strain. You know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, the guitars very sounded very similar. The drums even sounded very similar. Right. That snare was they, tuned. They, they've all almost exactly the same way. It all yeah. sounded perfect. You know, I mean, you couldn't yeah. tell. I mean, if if you didn't, if if Brandy wasn't singing, you would have thought that was how learned it to me. You know. Yeah, and my my only critique with the uh, with her song, I've got two main critiques. Uh, the I wish she would have sang at the higher register um, for the whole song instead of waiting until the second chorus to jump right. up an octave. Yeah. Um, it 
to me, her voice sounds better in a higher octave than it does in a lower. So this song is like, like we read earlier, the song is depressing. Um, and it's, you know, it's not most, it's not supposed to sound happy. Um, and, uh, it's not a happy song at all. So her singing in her lower register made it sound a little cleaner. Whereas I love emotion in a song, especially if the song is supposed to be emotional. So when she was singing in the, you know, the first two verses and the first chorus, just black hole sun. And it was very, you know, clean and, and, and all that. Um, when she jumped up for that second chorus, I felt the emotion. I was like, yeah, that's it. We got there. Um, and, uh, so that's my only critique with it. The only other, uh, critique that the podcast listeners won't be able to understand what I'm talking about is the EP that that was released off of. Um, it's like a two single EP, um, that she did, uh, it's called a rooster says, and uh, it's made to look like the Bad Motorfinger um, right. album cover, right. which is not the album that Black Hole Sun came out on. But that's my only yeah, critique, um, and it's stupid. Ba- I am cause, stupid. Because uh, <laughs> Bad Motorfinger was, I think, their first record, and then second Sup- or third, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, like and then Supernova was was later. Yeah, in yeah. 94. They had put out a few albums before before um before Black Hole Sun made it big, but um so that's my only other critique and it is a stupid one. <laughs> she did a great job. No. Yeah, um uh, Miss Carlisle won it for me and I'm sure uh, yeah. well, uh, well, okay, so, so so I'm confused for you who actually won because you because you kind of teetered between Arcadia Strain and 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 the Carla band. So which yes, which one so do you do you prefer right now? I I don't know, man. I'm a fan of the Strain. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. But I will I will even admit that's not their best cover. Right. Uh, War Pigs is amazing. Um, but uh, maybe we should do a War Pigs cover wars, and maybe they can redeem themselves because I think I'm going to give it to Brandy Carlisle. Okay. Um, I had more critiques of the Acacia Strain uh, cover than I did of Miss Carlisle's, mainly just because, um, as much as you know, I love screaming and breakdowns and deathcore. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it doesn't work for a cover, um, especially such a great song like Black Hole Sun that is supposed to be emotional and depressing. Um, even though Vincent did a great job of like finding a way to scream in melodies, right? That was cool. Um, it just he's got such a guttural and powerful voice that it kind of took away. It was almost too much emotion. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think I think I will have to give this to Miss Brandy Carlisle. Uh, in the showdown between the who had the best cover nice nice yeah. i mean you can't go wrong with with either band you know because uh, no yeah either band did a great job uh yes but for me uh there's a time and place for this song and with miss carlisle's version you can listen to it anytime yeah. i feel like the arcadia strains version you, you you listen to it when you're counting kind of down and just want to get out of that you know yeah depression state maybe um, yeah, yeah, but every song has a time and place, you know. 
Yeah, so sure. That's what it is, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think? You know, um, our listeners that are listening to this right now, uh, were you ever familiar with the black hole sun? Uh, did you know that it was such a, a great nineties grunge bop? Um, maybe this is the first time you've ever even heard this song and you thought maybe that was, that was something you could get into. Please tell us. Um, and, uh, let us know which cover you prefer, or if there's another cover out there that we didn't talk about. Um, and maybe we can do a part two. I'm sure that there's going to be a few songs that we have to do several parts of the covers just because there's so many of them, but, um, let us know, send us an email, uh, hit us up on our socials. Um, and, uh, we'll talk about it. Also, if you go to our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash one words film music speaks, I think my very first, uh, video reaction review is of Jenna, of Jenna Bell singing Michael Sun. She did a perfect, perfect one. So please check out, check that out on our, on our website. Uh, no, on our YouTube channel, I'm sorry. And yeah. uh, you can also um, uh, go to our website, whenwordsfilmmusicspeaks.com, and re-listen to this episode, as well as our previous catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Facebook on WWFMS Podcast. Instagram, we're always on Instagram doing doing awesome stuff. That's the best one. Um, yeah, that's the just, best way to reach us, too. Right. Just type in whenwordsfilmmusicspeaks. Uh, and check us out there. And lastly, we're on Twitter. Um, we're finally getting the hang, the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's better now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So find us on When Words Fail MS, and you can reach us there too. Yeah, yeah. And you can um you can follow me. My name is Brosley. I am on the Twitter and Instagram uh at uh at Blake underscore Mosley M O S E L E Y. Um, you can also check out my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y's um, for some drum covers and drum playthroughs of some songs that I play at church um, and other shenanigans. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, we'll have another cover, uh, cover wars episode coming at you soon. And uh, stay tuned for more interviews and just uh, some of more of our uh, regular episodes. We just did a wonderful episode about music from south carolina that was a lot of fun uh that's uh that's definitely my home state um we're gonna do one about james's home state here soon texas um, everything's bigger in texas there we go uh so uh it's not all about uh 10 gallon hats and big old belt buckles they had some great music over there too speaking um, of that speaking of 10 gallon hats have okay you know the premise uh you, you know the band primus right yes uh-huh. okay so my name have, is mud yeah have uh, have you seen the the video for why known as Big Brown Beaver? Yes, with the big creepy claymation looking things. Yeah, they have tank out hats too. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, they dress up like, like, like old cowboy uh, cowboy outfits, yep. and then they have like I guess they have like thirty gallon hat size because it's like something oh, like that. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Wacky. Yeah, it's oh. pretty wacky. Yeah, yeah. haunts me in my dreams. It's what I see at the foot of my bed when I have uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Unless Claypool is a, is a silly guy, but I don't want him to wake me up in the middle of the night, you know? He auditioned for Metallica. Did you I know, know that? Yeah. It's insane. Sorry. We're trying to close the freaking episode out. Right, yeah. Dark, yeah. Come know. on, man. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this 95th episode, man. Woo! It's been quite yeah. a ride, so. But well, always remember. 100, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, but always remember when words fail. 
Music Speaks. Bye, guys. Bye.